0: Your energy is meant to be shared. You are supposed to be in community with other people and experience life with others, but we need to learn how to be alone first before we can be with others intentionally. Because I heard this quote one time and it, and it stuck and it said, knowing how to be in solitude is central to the art of knowing how to love others. When we know how to be alone... We can actually be with others without using them as a means of an escape. Hi, and welcome to the Girl Who Can podcast. I'm so, so happy you're here. It's time for you to remember that you are the girl who is valuable, inspiring, and deserves to live in the confidence that is uniquely yours. Because, my friend, you are the girl who can but we're also not a place that expects or promises perfection because striving and hustling for the perfect looking life, one, doesn't exist, and two, will rob you of who you were created to be. So stick around and let me remind you of how to be the girl who can with who you already are. In this podcast, we have conversations that inspire you to be productive, stay rooted in purpose, but also learn how to embrace the imperfection That is just part of the journey, and remember that you're not alone in that. So hi, I'm Arissa, registered dietitian by trade, but most importantly, your friend, and I've made it my mission to live and share with you the importance of working hard, but also resting well. So I invite you to be the girl who shows up for herself as we get into today's episode. What's up, everybody, and welcome to December. We are in one of the happiest months, for me at least, just November to December, really. The holidays truly just bring me so much joy. I'm sitting in my parents' house right now back in California, and I'm recording this podcast staring at their beautiful Christmas tree, and whether you have a real tree or fake tree, we won't get into that argument, but it just makes me very happy. You know, just Christmas time, Christmas music. Yes, I am one of those people that play Christmas music. Okay, I don't intentionally play it, but like if a Christmas song comes up on my shuffle mid-July, I'm not not going to change it. You know what I mean? Anybody else out there just really enjoy Christmas? And I, maybe it's like a family thing because I will catch my parents watching the Hallmark Channel mid-July when they have their, I don't know what it's called, like Christmas in July series where they play all their Christmas movies. Also, by the way, those movies, they're all the same. I don't know. I'm a Christmas freak, but not when it comes to the Hallmark Channel. I'm getting so off track here, but just wanted to put my points out there. Um, I swear, just from the title of whatever the movie is, the first 10 minutes of the movie, you already know that It's somebody going back to their hometown, they're going to fall in love and they have Happily Ever After. They're feel good movies, I get it, but eh, you know, like when you know what's going to happen because they're all the same, why do you want to watch them? But to each their own, to each their own when it comes to Christmas. But with all that said, I hope you guys are having a good holiday. I know the holidays um, can bring a lot of emotions for people. It can be a time of joy where you're spending time with friends and family, maybe visiting hometowns, but it can also bring a feeling of loneliness or more, maybe more time spent alone. Maybe you're not able to travel home. Maybe you don't have family or friends to visit. And so I just want to acknowledge that the holidays isn't always a happy time for everybody and my heart goes out to you if you are one of those people who are going to be spending christmas or or you did maybe spend thanksgiving feeling lonely or you were physically alone or maybe you were working i totally get that my fiance works both christmas and thanksgiving and so i get it everybody doesn't have the same circumstances And we need to appreciate what we are given, you know, in this moment. So going into the holidays, that is something I wanted to talk about. And the topic of this podcast is the girl who can be alone And viewing it as something that um, is good for you right now and being where your feet are. I've mentioned that in previous podcasts of the importance of being present and being where you are and actually experiencing the season that you are in. And if that means maybe you are more alone right now, know that there's a difference between being alone and feeling lonely and being lonely. Um... Even myself, I am sitting in my parents' house visiting them for the holidays. I have a wonderful relationship. I have great friends beside me that I can call on, but I love being alone at the same time. And I think being alone and spending time in solitude or having those intentional moments in solitude are so important, and that's what I wanna talk about um, today as well. So I am excited really to talk about being alone and that sounds really weird to say out loud. I am excited to talk about being alone, but um, I am excited about this topic because it does hit very close to home, and I know how it feels to constantly be alone and feel lonely, but also I know the opposite side of it of being alone and how refreshing that can be too. And so it's been a journey for me to experience uh, both sides of the spectrum here. But I grew up going through different friendships. I mean, in college, my work life, even as early as high school, right? Like we are constantly going in and out of other people's lives um, and vice versa. But I felt like maybe in high school, I didn't really know how to fit in. Like I had groups of friends, but somewhat still felt like I was molding to who everyone else was. And that's high school, right? Like you're just kind of, you don't really know who you are. You're kind of uh, just more impressionable to whoever's around you. And you're not really aware of that, you know, in high, high school. But as you go into college, you know, you're even more impressionable because you want to fit in. You want to have friends. You want to be a part of a community. Um And you want to be seen. But if you're not careful, you know, in your early 20s, as I experienced, um, it can you can just mold to what everybody else is telling you to do, or even in the world of social media, as adults, who we are um, influenced by. And then it becomes this whole like give and take or constantly we're just giving, giving, giving out. And we don't even know like who we are months down the road, years down the road where you're sitting there and like, I don't even know who I am right now. um, And I went through that for sure. And so I've had relationships, you know, previously to the one I'm in with Tyler, but I've had relationships previously where I depended on that relationship to fuel my identity. I felt like I couldn't be alone. I didn't know who I was alone. And that was the problem. I felt like I always needed a person um, just to share how my day was or the little mundane moments with. I to go grocery shopping with, or I wasn't going to go to a concert alone unless somebody else went with me. And that was in a romantic sense, like... I needed to be with somebody I wanted to feel wanted, but also in a friendship sense in regards to like a concert or dinner. If I really wanted to go to this restaurant, like I wouldn't go unless somebody else went with me. Or you think about like the little things that girls do with like, for example, going to the bathroom in, in college specifically, you like need to go with somebody else. And it's like a whole situation type of thing. It's just weird how we operate in that way. Like um, when you really do think about it and pause and reflect on it, like that's kind of weird. Why can't you go to the bathroom on your own? Why do you need to go with somebody? I started to realize that I was losing a sense of myself because I didn't know who I was outside of other relationships. And I was really just engaging in relationships or trying to date other people or trying to have friendships without really there being intention behind it it was more so about the qual- the quantity of friends that i have to not be alone versus the quality of friends this also goes outside of just your relationships whether that be friendships or a partner i am somebody who likes to fill my calendar i have like those hourly planners. I fill my day out, you know, to the T, what I would like it to look like, tasks, projects, things I'm doing with Tyler, or learning things I want to invest my time in, like you name it. I fill my day up if I have a free day. And so being alone really has been one of the most difficult journeys of my life for me. But this year specifically has been a year of really protecting my energy, protecting my space, protecting my heart and what I allow into it. And I want to, again, reiterate that there is a difference between being alone and being lonely because being alone should really refuel your energy, refuel your cup, because that's a piece of protecting all of those things, protecting your heart. Um, because then you're able to see who you are and w- what you actually value, what you enjoy when you are alone. When we're kind of just filling it with A, B, C, D, E, F, G and all these different people, like there's distractions where we're not really able to be, to look inward and understand different pieces of ourselves. So this episode isn't talking about feeling lonely. Your energy is meant to be shared with others. I'm not saying be alone, be alone, and that's how you learn about yourself. Not what I'm saying. Your energy is meant to be shared. You are supposed to be in community with other people and experience life with others, but we need to learn how to be alone first before we can be with others intentionally. Because I heard this quote one time and it, and it stuck and it said, knowing how to be in solitude is central to the art of knowing how to love others. When we know how to be alone, we can actually be with others without using them as a means of an escape. And that is huge because if you are just pouring your time out or feel like you can never be alone or you can't do things alone, I encourage yourself to ask the question, are you using those people or those things as a means of an escape because you don't want to be alone? Is there something you're trying to hide from the loudness that kind of the the solitude brings? Because it is very loud when things get quiet. And so I learned this the hard way, I would say, especially in relationships. I got out of one and then I couldn't be alone and I wanted... Um, I miss being with somebody, you know, like who doesn't want to feel wanted, right? And so I would go on a date hoping to find somebody else and whatnot, you know, just filling my time with other people. And those people were just an escape for what I was feeling. I didn't want to face how I felt in solitude. It was too scary. It was too loud and not normal. Like a lot of people really, when you think about relationships, get in a relationship, get out, maybe hopefully not. But when they do, they break up with somebody. It doesn't feel good. And so they don't like feeling good. Um, and instead of sitting in that uncomfortableness and actually addressing what's going on, they run to somebody else because they don't want to be in this the quiet moments. They don't want to be in solitude. They don't want to be alone. And so just something to bring to light if that is something that you are going through, something to reflect on. And so when I decided to actually begin leaning into the uncomfortable and being alone, I also didn't do it the right way either. Like, because this is a path to the imperfect... Life, but we're just figuring it out as we go. That's a premise of this podcast of sharing what I went through and my struggles. And I'm not perfect either. I'm still sometimes figuring this out. But I began to fill my calendar with a million different things. Like I had mentioned previously, I am just a doer (laughs) of all things, which is a burden and blessing in disguise. But so I was physically alone because I wasn't in a relationship or I moved to a different city. So I wasn't, I was more physically alone but I wasn't really benefiting from the solitude piece of it because I want to define solitude briefly. Solitude is a state of being alone, especially when this is peaceful and pleasant. And my life was not peaceful and pleasant, okay? I was going 100 miles per hour. It was leading me to burnout. And so difference here between solitude... And isolation. I was just isolating myself. I was making myself so busy. That's just a form of retracting, not wanting to also be in solitude and deal with yourself or deal with myself. In this example of me sharing, you know, my experience. So I learned, you know, very early on what I was just missing out on, and that's what I came to the realization of, of like. I am going 100 miles per hour where I don't feel, you know, I'm not enjoying my life. And I am in my, I don't know, mid-20s at that point where there's so much to experience. It's been hard. It's been a practice for me to be alone. And it for sure, sometimes all the time is uncomfortable, but I want to talk through that uncomfortable and how to work through that uncomfortable and what it actually looks like as well. So first, in relationship to people in regards to just being alone. And what I think is necessary here is to realize that you don't need to spend time with people just to spend the time with them. I think sometimes in relationships or friendships, we almost feel like an obligation to hang out with somebody because we've known them for 10 years i'm going to say it again giving you permission really you don't need to spend time with people just to spend the time with them and this leads into being just selective who you choose to spend your time with and this is something that i've leaned to leaned into probably for the past two years um you know in regards to dating if there is somebody who you are on a date with and there's a red flag in regards to their morals, their values, and that immediately don't align up with you. I'm not saying somebody's gonna be perfect, but I'm talking about those key things, about morals and values. If those don't match up, protect your heart, protect your energy. There's no need to continue with that, Like, and it's okay. And in regards to friendships, it's also okay to outgrow some people. There are friends that are in my past that I was super close with, and even I thought were going to be in my wedding. But now I'm just not that close with them, and sometimes it's not that something specifically happened. There's There was no falling out or anything. Maybe I just started to feel drained in the friendship. It wasn't a life-giving friendship, or maybe we just got interested in different things, or and our interests change. So we didn't have that much in common anymore. And that's okay. Obviously, if if it is a meaningful, deep friendship that um, you need to have a conversation around the fat and be honest and say like, hey, our interests have kind of changed. Like I'm still here for you, but I'm loving you from a far, far away. Like that's okay. And having an open conversation around it, that's going to prevent any sort of resentment or just passive aggressiveness that might be there. And I have a whole episode on friendships and kind of red flags, green flags, how to set boundaries. So I encourage you to scroll down and listen to that. But that's just a side plug. Um, another example from my life, and this is kind of extreme, but I used to be somebody that like in my early 20s, I used to be somebody that went out and party, drank and had friends that also were kind of in that same season, I guess. But I got to the point where that just wasn't life-giving to me anymore. My morals, my interests were changing. And so I had to let go of some, some of those friendships. And a lot of times the backlash was like, "Well, why aren't you hanging out with us anymore, Arisa? Like You've changed. Or I don't know, just those kind of maybe hurtful comments. But I know that again, I need to protect my energy. I need to protect my heart and where I want to go and where I want to grow. So that might mean pruning of some friendships, pruning of the tree to let other fruit grow and letting go of some of those friendships um, because they weren't pointing me higher. And so I wasn't just going to spend time with people just to spend the time with them because that's what was once normal for me. So, And that, re- that led to me being alone more often. And that was just the reality of things. But knowing those seasons of being alone are for a purpose. And whether it feels challenging or whether it feels like a breath of fresh air, that is individual to you. And both of those are totally okay. Um, But even right now, the season that I'm in, I am working from home and I'm alone pretty much all day. I have traveled alone in the past and even currently. Um, like I came to California by myself, Tyler's still in Texas, and it's not that I don't miss him. Obviously I like being in next to my partner, but you have to be okay to kind of sit in those uncomfortable moments as well. And being in this season of working from home alone, working out alone, maybe traveling alone, I can see other groups of friends or relationships that require that they're able to travel together. Or on social media, always being together, always hanging out, you know. And that can sometimes lead to why don't I have that? Why isn't my life like that? But it also challenged me to lean into the solitude and trust in the quiet. Because honestly, trusting that I'm supposed to be where my feet are and even you trusting where your feet are at right now helps you find who you are because when you are alone, you are free to be who you want to be, right? And it starts with accepting that for your own rather than going out and trying to have everybody else accept who you are. You have to accept that first. And that starts with being alone and being free from distraction. So in traveling, I have found this to be just like almost uh expedite my growth in this area. So, I have traveled to Thailand alone, I went to Italy alone, and I know that's not realistic for everybody, but if you can do something like that, I encourage you to. This is a shout out to EF Ultimate Break. I think that's what it's called. Actually, I think they changed the name, but I'm sure if you Google that, it'll still pop up, EF Ultimate Break. I that's how I did my Thailand trip uh alone and my parents, yes, they freak they freaked out a little bit, but they're also I'm so grateful to have parents that want me to experience life and push me to go do things al- alone if I want to. And so I went to Thailand alone and you would not even know like how many other solo travelers there are out there. And I met some of the greatest people. One who now also lives in Texas and I've gone to visit her and she's come to visit me in California when I lived here and she stayed at my grandma's house. Like and she went solo too. And now she's one of my really, really good friends. And so you don't know what you're going to experience unless you go do those things alone and you, you stay open to do those things. And traveling just all in all really helps you experience the world at a slower pace because you're on your own time and you're able to do what you want to do. And it doesn't have to be like something international like Thailand like or Italy that I said. Maybe go to... A park in your, in your city or go to the city over and just walk around, have a day date to yourself. If you are somebody who likes to plan an agenda, plan a date for yourself. Or if you just want to go with the flow, go with the flow. You see, see where the day takes you. You never know. And it might be uncomfortable, but that is the whole point here. (laughs) And so, um, even in the normal day to day kind of experiences, Going to dinner alone, going on walks alone, going to a brewery alone, and just people watch or bring a book, it helps. Those things that seem, quote, normal or, quote, you usually do with somebody else um, and you do them alone helps romanticize your life. And this concept of romanticizing your life, I really, really like and it it's because it leans into your ability to be alone. Essentially romanticizing your life is remaining positive and faithful about the things that life has to offer and is currently delivering you, regardless of whether it's the circumstance that you wanted or you imagined. Because you might have imagined yourself at the brewery or the restaurant with a partner or a friend. You were taken out on a nice Dinner, you know, but it's you sitting at the bar, at a table at your own, reading a book, enjoying like a nice dinner. It's these little moments we could view as being lonely, or you can sh- reframe your mindset and actually experience it fully and embrace the moment that you're in. Actually, look at the people, not stare. I'm not saying don't be a creeper, but like I, when I used to go on work trips, um, at my previous job, I would go, it'd take me to different cities and I would love taking myself out on a little date at a restaurant that I know nobody there. And I would sit at the bar, maybe make conversation with the bartender, order myself like a nice dinner, a nice cocktail, glass of wine, just look at other people at the bar and maybe overhear some conversations, like just truly be present. Like I didn't need to look at my phone and pretend I was scrolling or talking to a friend or it just was so nice being there in the moment, kind of experiencing whatever was around me. And that really helped me slow down. And I really encourage you to try something like that because it can be uncomfortable, but so game changing. And this takes effort. You know, it does take action steps. And that is something that You know, I talk about constantly on this podcast, like I want you guys all to be doers of life. And when you do these things intentionally, it actually really starts to become fun. And it's little things that maybe seemed routine for you. For example, like your morning coffee, maybe tomorrow morning or go and buy a cute glass to spice it up and make the most out of your morning coffee. Treat yourself to the buying the expensive creamer that is plant-based and whatever else the carton says. I don't know. I don't drink coffee, so I don't know what's out there, but <laughs> whatever. Or actually pour it in a glass ver- and sit outside on your porch. Or if it's cold, pour it in a glass and just sit in a chair by your window and maybe see people that are walking by or the leaves that are falling. Or if you're in a lucky place that has snow, like watch a snowfall. And this could be five minutes, you guys. It can be 10 minutes or less, but it helps you again romanticize your life and remain positive and faithful to the things that life has to offer and is currently delivering you. And I say all this because I really just... Also want you to stop letting your life pass you by and live in the chaos of other people's lives and get back into your own life. It doesn't have to be these grand experiences like go on an international trip. It can be as simple as spending some solitude with your morning coffee, sitting next to window or on your porch for five to 10 minutes. It's taking that time to be alone so then you can fuel back up your cup before you start giving to other people. And I say it with so much you know, passion behind me because I have been in that, you know, season of life where I am living for other people and the busyness of even my own work that I am prompting myself to get into. And it's these little moments of stillness, of solitude that really matter. And it can come from the little things of romanticizing your life, buying yourself flowers at the grocery store, Maybe groceries can seem like a tedious task right now. Maybe you're shopping for a family of four or a family of five, or maybe you're trying to eat healthy and finding new foods to try. Like it, Maybe the grocery store is just a uh, uh, frustrating place for, for you, but buy yourself flowers in the midst of that to treat yourself and reward your behavior for choosing the new veggie or being grateful to having money to shop at the grocery store or just buy them. Put it on your nightstand where you wake up daily and you can see a bit of, you know, the beautifulness, that's not a word, I don't think, but the beautifulness (laughs) that the morning or life has to offer or put it in your workspace. It's all about your environment too. Something that I do that helps me appreciate being in the moment when I'm alone is simply looking up, like physically looking to the sky on a walk or if you're out doors at a winery or a brewery and you take yourself out to a nice date, just sit there and look at the sky. It sounds so silly, but in reality, how often do we look up? We're at our desk all day. We look down at our phones. We look down at the counter to cook. We're doers and constantly looking down or focused on a task. But when you look up, it's almost this posture of surrender because you can't do anything in that moment, but just be present. Physically looking up helps remove the distraction of anything that you are doing and helps you appreciate the beauty of what's ahead of you instead. And for me, it helps me remember I'm not actually alone or lonely. That's because when I look up, I find God. I'm a Christian and looking up reminds me that God is so great and has ability and capability to surround me and cover me in peace. And I personally find this when I look up because it's that posture of surrender to be faithful and be present. So I encourage you, look up physically. (laughs) And being okay, being alone helped also develop my relationship with God because there's so much comfort in the stillness. He says, be still and know that I am God. And in the stillness, it's really just a moment of pause to also listen and receive from God, to acknowledge your own thoughts, to pray, and just stop. And we learn this because in the Bible, Jesus, when he he was stressed out and people were asking a million things from him. He went into the desert to be alone and pray and spend time in soli- solitude. So the greatest person in the world needed to be alone and needed to recharge. And so your alone time should also recharge you and not drain you um, and not distract you either. And so ultimately, This can not only help you have a relationship with God, if that is what you are seeking, but also have a relationship with yourself. And that's, you know, the premise of this entire podcast of what I've been talking about. But the relationship with yourself, your routines, your values, your emotions, your thoughts, and to then know you can be okay being alone. You are okay being alone. And it doesn't have to mean you're lonely and you have nobody around you. Look at me as a testimony if you want. You know, I have a good relationship, I have friends, and I love being alone. I also love being in community. And there's an important balance that should be taking place. And, like I said in the beginning of the podcast, this has been one of the hardest journeys for me and really needs to be a continuous journey. And that's why. Being alone is important, but also community because you need people around you to remind you and even share like, hey, I'm struggling with this. Like, It's really hard for me to be alone and I want to be able to pour back into myself or just be okay being in silence or listening to what God has to say in the silent moments or kind of acknowledging whatever thoughts are coming in your head when you're alone. But maybe you need some accountability with that um, or you just need to share it with somebody. When I am filling my schedule like way too thin, way too much, Tyler is quick to say like you are doing too much. Stop. Maybe pick up a book and read. (laughs) And so like those, that's why community is important at the end of the day. And so hopefully this was helpful. I appreciate you guys so, so much. And I hope you are going to have a wonderful December, a wonderful end of the year. If this was helpful to you, I would love it if you could share it with a friend, have a conversation about it. Tag me on social media, something that you learned at the Girl Who Can podcast, screenshot this, put in your stories. I want to know who you are, what you're up to, and I want to grow this community. And as always, Christmas gift, still looking for it. If you can give me a review down below, wherever you're listening, Spotify, Apple, if you're on Apple podcast, if you can leave me a written review, I would appreciate it so, so much. It helps the growth of the show. And again, we want to grow this community and want to share with other women that they can be the girl who can in so many different aspects of life. And it doesn't have to be perfect because this is a space where... I don't expect perfection because I am also not perfect. (laughs) Really, who is? And so I love you guys. We will chat next week. And until then, have a great rest of your week. Bye, everybody.